All right, we are live, finally. This is Unanimous Indecision. I'm Joshua Troop. We are a little late today, completely my fault. And we are talking Army of the Dead today. But before we get into that, I just want to remind everyone one, that there's two places you can find us. One is on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever podcasts are sold for free. Also, you can find us on twitch.tv slash Unanimous Indecision, where we record this show, trying <laughs> to record this show at 6 p.m. Eastern time, despite it being nearly 7 p.m. Eastern time right now. But uh, 6 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, and then we also do another show on Saturdays. Yep, I can figure this out. Um, Saturdays, noon Eastern time, where we're talking Bad Batch episode five this Saturday on twitch.tv slash Indecision. So definitely hit the follow button there. Also, I am joined by the man who gives his time for this show. All those words are true. Ian Rismondo. <laughs> true. Uh, no, happy to be here. Definitely love, love being a part of this. Uh, it's just trying to find time. Yeah. But um, it's all good. I'm here. We're here to listen to you talk about a movie because I didn't get a chance to watch it. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a shame you didn't get a chance to watch this one because I, I think this one... Um, would have creeped you out. Uh, <laughs> no, but I, I thought it was good. It was a fun movie. That okay. That's the thing that I think best describes it. Um, it's when, Also, uh, before I really get into the heat of it, uh, we spoil movies here. This is kind of the conversation you have around the water cooler, the lunch table. It's, it's a discussion amongst friends, so we spoil movies here. And so to talk about Army of the Dead, Zack Snyder's new Netflix movie that's kind of a, I, I'm just going to say it, I think it's a spiritual sequel to Night of the Living Dead, to Dawn of the Dead, to that whole of the dead universe. I'm pretty sure in one of the articles we have to talk about later that it's a sequel to Army of Thieves as well. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> I, at least the way that I was reading the article and and it was real confusing because it said like add the sequel to army of thieves and i we'll, we'll get there eventually but yeah i must have missed that a little bit but in talking about army of the dead uh dave batista's the lead and he kills it dave batista's awesome in this movie um he he's a good dad a great action well he's not a good dad he's trying to be a good dad and a great action hero um and you know he has to deal with you know common day-to-day -day problems such as you know robbing vegas robbing zombie infested vegas in a post-apocalyptic timeline <laughs> so um, yeah uh several several news sites are claiming that it is uh a sequel to army of thieves well a prequel a prequel to army no no, no sorry sorry army of thieves is a 2021 movie oh uh, that hasn't come out yet it hasn't come out yet okay uh, but apparently it is a prequel or at least according to, to deborah snyder it's a prequel of, yeah 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 so i i had thought i wonder what it's going to be about though because like it's a, it's like a heist movie with zombies another it's one a, that's what this like, movie was it's like a, it's like a romantic comedy what yeah, <laughs> sure. um so is this going to be the army of franchise maybe uh, yeah, I know that this movie is being followed up with, I think, another movie, which is maybe the ones you're talking about that I hadn't looked into very much. Um, and then it's also getting an animated series, I believe. It also has an anime prequel that uh, 
the Army of the Dead. Yeah. Has an anime prequel series that uh, Zack Snyder directed two episodes of. Are you saying anime or animated? Anime. Oh, huh. That that might be what I'm talking about. Um, Maybe I don't know. And I just read the word animated, but um, which it is still so True. Uh, <laughs> subset. Uh, but uh, so, so that might have been. Uh, I guess I just didn't know the details about those things. Gotcha. But yeah, so it's really cool. This movie starts out and completely tells us nothing, but shows us how Vegas fell. Um, and movie's definitely not family friendly, <laughs> especially uh, some of the stuff at the beginning uh, and the intro sequence. But outside of that, it's just a couple gory scenes. Um, okay. But uh, but yeah, it's cool. Uh, it continues something that I was genuinely curious about with Night of the Living Dead. And I say covers, but it's more like it just further builds onto the mystery. Um, granted, I haven't seen any of the other sequels of the of the Dead franchise, so I don't know what those say just about starting it. Starting at the first one, which probably has the least right. amount of lore, right? But at the same time, so Night of the Living Dead introduces to us that there was a satellite that had passed by Venus yes. and was weird. carrying weird radiation, and it either was on its way back or had already come back. The, um, what they, they in universe what the news was saying was that it was on its way back and yeah, they shot it out of the sky. You at, you made, Oh, right, right. right. They shot it out of the sky, but I was thinking maybe they didn't actually shoot it out of the sky and they did salvage it. And then it carried, whether it carried some radiation or perhaps maybe in this case of this movie, it carried an alien. (laughs) Um, and this alien exerts some sort of pathogen parasite that basically when people die, it controls them. It, it has a base level of control over them, but it's not totally hive mind. It's just, it's a loose hive mind. Uh, but there's definitely a hierarchy structure that they respect the, uh, there's the, the founding alien, whatever zombie, and then the ones that he bites are like alphas. And then the ones those bite are zombies. Okay. Um, and the alphas are pretty scary. <laughs> um, they're like extra strong. They're not quite as fast. Um, the, the other ones have the numbers and the speed, but these ones are just like insanely strong and it's extremely durable. Do they um, like hold on to their wits? Are they still intelligent? They're pretty smart. Yeah, okay. the the alphas are pretty smart, and then uh, the the founding one is like a full on uh, intelligent species. <laughs> um, they were very tribalistic, um, but yeah, it was cool. So at the beginning of the movie, after we get the introduction, and then we get this montage in perfect Zack Snyder fashion of the opening credits, we get the montage of Vegas falling basically. Um, and a lot of our main characters were not involved, not involved with its falling, but like involved with kind of a securing Vegas. Okay. Uh, and so that's how a lot of them know each other or know of each other is because they were all involved in that. 
And so basically, as we see in the trailer, Dave Batista, who's now working as like a fry cook for some fast food restaurant, um, he uh, gets approached by this corporation dude. Oh, by by the casino owner, I think is what he was. He was the casino owner of the, I forget which casino it was. <laughs> it was to to me that I think was the weirdest part of the whole thing. That he was just like, he, I don't know. It was like very unclear, but he was like, "You're definitely going to rob this casino." I believe it's because it, he that was the one he owned. Okay. But he was using words that like all of the money in Vegas is in this vault. And I was like, wrong, false, not possible. <laughs> like Maybe like, uh, like maybe all of your money is in that casino. Uh, but well, I, maybe there's a large amount of it in there. So like that you can like with hyperbole. There's no way. The... There's no way. No. It was $200 million. That's like two casinos tops. <laughs> <laughs> right like I mean, we don't know how much survived the explosion or the well there i mean it's just an invasion i mean the whatever was in the vaults is still in the vaults and the vaults have to carry i forget i've watched a lot of casino movies they have to carry like 1.5 times the <laughs> the money being played around or something in addition to what's being played around uh it's something like that um just like an insane amount of money to be able to insure themselves on the immediate basis. And then they have insurance. And so that was the thing they brought up is he was like, it's kind of great because I've already been insured for that money. So I've already gotten that money. So it's not about that. But if you go get it, it's $200 million of untraced money because it doesn't exist anymore. It's been insured. <laughs> and so, um, and so he does it, and so of course, he then the we get crime. we get the building, uh, the the heist building a team, less than a montage montage. All right. Um, and not gonna lie, it was pretty good. Uh, <laughs> I like a good assemble the team montage. Uh, <laughs> and like they have to go after everyone, and uh, it's really cool because like it's not like a typical crime movie where they're like we know everyone who we need to go get. Mm -hmm. It was like, all right, we're going to need a couple just standard gunmen. And um, the woman he's with, I forget her name. I forget all their names, except for the German kid. Uh, <laughs> uh, but she was, she like pulls up this YouTube video, basically <laughs> of this guy, just like, joking around and killing zombies from Vegas. And he's just like lining him up and just free handing uh, with a handgun, like um, two double headshots and triple headshots even. And he's just stringing them together <laughs> and he's like, all right, he's in. <laughs> they were like, that is fair. Um, that feels very much out of like dead rising game franchise right like just it totally felt exactly like dead rising and i think i made that comment at the beginning when i saw the trailer that i was like it looks like dead rising um with like that pan over scene over vegas and all the zombies are like crawling over each right. other um and so he assembles the team and uh so then this other person that they're like all right we need a safe cracker because we have to get into the vault 
And that was another devil. That was another thing that I thought was kind of weird. Is I was like, it's that dude's vault. Does he not know the combination to his own vault? Apparently not. So they need a safe cracker. Um, and of course, it's got to be one of the most complicated vaults of all time. Basically uncrackable to you know build up the drama. And so they basically go to just like this standard like pop and lock store. And there's this German kid in there um, named Dieter and they're talking to him and he, they show him the blueprints and he's like, it's uncrackable, but I'd love to try. <laughs> uh, and they're like, I guess we should get someone else. And he's like, no, you don't understand. This is uncrackable for anyone. I'm your best bet. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, and so it, he comes along and then the crew ends up becoming very full because uh, I forget which guy it is. Um, the guy who is dropping the headshots. Oh yeah. And they have to get a helicopter pilot to get out. Raul, uh, the actor plays Guzman. Yeah. Guzman brings two people uh, to be more gunmen. Uh, the thing that I thought was really funny is so uh, in the less than negotiation, so their job is to steal $200 million. And um, the guy says, hey, hey, Scott, you can have uh, $50 million of it. Do what you want with it. Assemble the crew with it. Do whatever. And so then, of course, he starts pawning off percentages of it to get people to help. And so basically his strategy is he gets $15 million. Um Maria, who's like his best friend, former love interest, uh, <laughs> uh, gets 15 million. Um, Van gets 15 million because the three of them basically fought through Vegas together. So they're like soldiers in arms. Um, so they each get 15 million. That only leaves $5 million uh, for the last like 10 people. Jeez. <laughs> Someone's not going to be happy about that. Um, and that's something that I think I was kind of disappointed about with the film because I think it did a lot of good stuff. But I was very surprised that that never came up, that people were being paid to do the exact same job and getting paid different amounts just across the board and just didn't know. Uh, <laughs> but like, because uh, like the helicopter pilot was only getting like two million. She seems like she's got a pretty important role. Just a little bit. Oh, no, she, she's their escape plan. <laughs> um, and then also the the safe cracker, he was only getting like one million. <laughs> I was like, they're kind of the most important people involved here. <laughs> um, but so then there's kind of this like subplot that is very connected to the main plot. Uh, which is uh scott's daughter and scott's the main scott's dave like... batista's character That's our cool. main character now she is like a volunteer for the vegas refugees that are living literally just outside of vegas in like a tent city kind of thing okay uh i was like dude that is crazy to me that all those people are just living there like i get it they were just displaced but like just go anywhere else. 
anywhere that's not adjacent to a zombie infested city. You know, like the government is offering bus rides out of here. Like, uh, well, take say, those. Not, I was gonna say they might not have transit, but like, if if the government is the maybe, job, maybe not immediately, but by the end of it, like the government was trying to get everyone out because uh, they decided to nuke Vegas, which makes it a fun time crunch for our protagonists. Um, gotcha. <laughs> because you know it wasn't hard enough having zombies now they're timed <laughs> um but yeah it was really interesting because like they have to like negotiate with some of the zombies to get passage through certain areas how do you negotiate and it's not like a full-on negotiation it's more like hey here's a person we don't like uh <laughs> take him and let us pass of the crew uh well it, it was the last member of the crew that was added specifically for this purpose to none of their knowledge <laughs> oh uh one of the people's like yeah we need him we definitely need this guy and they were like why and she's just like trust me uh <laughs> he's food basically um and uh it, that that character actually gets played by shades from the luke cage series uh really? theo rossi yeah i didn't know he was in this movie but it was cool seeing him he's he's a really mean guy in this really bad dude <laughs> um but yeah like watching the zombies like negotiate with the people was just super interesting um and uh because like one of the characters that ends up becoming part of the crew um who goes by the name the coyote because she takes people in and out um but she's known for like leaving people behind because like <laughs> she doesn't want to die uh, <laughs> and so uh but yeah, so she her her like understanding of the whole thing makes it really interesting because she has like a level of understanding that's beyond anyone else's. But then there's a lot of things that she doesn't know about with like the because of the alien origin that's hinted at. Again, it's it's not definitive that they're aliens, but it's heavily implied that they're aliens. Do we see or know of these things at all? That you're saying or hinted at aliens like do we well so it would just be the patient zero kind of thing because at the beginning Uh, of the movie we're following uh a convoy a military convoy coming through like area 51 which is pretty close to vegas um or at least getting to area 51 getting close to there so they're passing by vegas um and like they're having a conversation and i gotta say it's pretty excellent banter the beginning of the movie um but yeah they what they're they start talking about like what could be in the box um and uh one of the guys eventually says like do you think it's the answer to the big one and he's like what the heck are you talking about um <laughs> uh, and he's like you know like the question like are we alone and the other guy's like oh that would that would be interesting cuz it would give some thematic continuity to where we were just at and i was like i'm assuming you mean nasa and i assume you mean aliens <laughs> Um, and then they get into a car accident and the dude gets out and then starts, you know, taking over Vegas because Uh, what alien wouldn't want to take over Vegas? Um, all the pretty colors. Uh, 
all the cigarette buds on the ground. Uh, <laughs> it's the dream. And, uh, but yeah, I don't know. They, there were some things though that I thought were a little weird. It's a long movie. It's a two, two and a half hour movie, two hour, 45 minute movie. Wow. Um, and I didn't mind the length of it. Um, it was definitely noticeable at one point. Cause I was like, I feel like I've been watching this movie for a really long time and I assume it was like an hour and they still hadn't gone into zombie Vegas. So I was like, there's no way there's just like one hour outside and one hour inside. I was like, Zack Snyder wouldn't do that. He's a crowd pleaser. He's given a lot of time inside. So I was like, this movie's got at least two more hours in it. And sure enough, it did. (laughs) Um, but yeah, it's pretty long. Um, there's some weird sequences that are very like imaginative when they're like establishing their plan to go in like the way like heist films typically do. They're like, and then we'll do this and then we'll do this. And like to where it's like actually playing out. Right. Um, but it's like very hyper imaginative, <laughs> uh, which makes it kind of weird. Um, but I got to say Dieter's and Van's friendship that gets developed throughout this film is fantastic because van is just like this hardcore military dude and Dieter is this like a little eccentric flamboyant uh safe cracking genius (laughs) and so van is given the charge of protecting Dieter but Dieter's kind of an idiot when it comes to like firearms (laughs) um so van's like trying to teach him but uh, he's also just like i'm just gonna protect you like um and then he really respects Dieter when he gets to the safe because Dieter's like i can do this (laughs) um and so their their friendship's really cool and developed um i wish they would have gone a little bit more into uh maria and scott's former relationship Because unless it did come up and I just didn't notice it at the beginning, um, but like it came up very shortly before she died. (laughs) And I was like, that's convenient for, you know, like giving a motivation. I should say it at least became like very important right before she died. So um, what, this crew started, you said this, it starts about like 10 people. Roughly. Yeah, there, there's roughly like 10 of them. Um, How many of them die in the process of just like getting in? Getting like, in. Well, so I feel like when you're doing... A so heist, like pre-money, re- post-money? Well, I guess. Because like, like you're, you think of like when you think of heist and you think of um, like movie heist where you bring people that are just meant to die not necessarily that you mentioned the one guy who was brought for bait but like from a movie standpoint these people are here to die right right so if we skip we skip that dude yeah skip him we, we skip him people that are brought on the mission like like in, what are four of them making out with the remaining money like well no <laughs> that's why i said pre-money or post-money okay. if i go to the end of the movie it's a it's a big fat zero. Oh, it's zero. Ooh. uh <laughs> Even though you could argue it's one, it's zero. I think um, I know what you're talking about, so let's read a little bit. Okay. Um, uh, which I think plays in one of our articles. 
Yeah, it's definitely sequel bait. Um, yeah. But yeah, I was a little surprised that everyone died. Um, I was kind of hopeful for like one this or two. This means nothing. Uh, well, it doesn't mean nothing. I mean, for this world, it means everything. I mean, this is the... Okay, there was a zombie apocalypse, but we contained it. This is the reason why we didn't contain it. <laughs> Even though they nuked Vegas at the end of the movie, they didn't contain it. Oh, it is out. It is. Yeah, because of this head, this story. Head across the board. Um, and it becomes really interesting because like one of the guys on the crew is working for the casino owner. But you kind of find out that the casino owner is like working with the government, maybe. Um, and so the real mission isn't actually to get the money, it's to extract blood from the zombies to find out more about them. I feel like you don't need that to be a secret. Well, that's the thing that's kind of funny is that I like, think if they would have known that mission, I think they could have been successful. That being said, the morality behind it with at least what this mercenary gives, who's working for the casino owner with the group. Um, he's like, don't you understand? This blood is more valuable. This is the ingredients to make more of them. Th this is a biological weapon that you could drop anywhere across the world and i was like oh, i don't think that's a great motivation that's, <laughs> like, that, that's that's like at the point where you're like you know what maybe no one should have it's this. like so naive that it's like oh we contained it here we'll just be able to contain it everywhere like nope. <laughs> like um no like if you can nuke them yeah definitely nuke them just blow this city half to hell like <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so it's kind of interesting um, about all that. And because like, he, he's like, the, the blood's worth way more than the money. And so I was like, oh, that's interesting. But, um, yeah, he's not a good guy either. <laughs> Sounds like this movie's full of it. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, the main characters all seem, like, pretty decent. I mean... Um, I, honestly, with the except, it's really just like, yeah, him who's basically like a mercenary, and then the sacrifice. Those two guys, not good people. Everyone else is kind of fine. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, at least as far as main characters go, I don't really consider the casino owner or, or <laughs> um, and then. Trying to think what else, but yeah, it it's introduces the sequel, which will cause a lot of problems. I forget what country he was flying to. Mexico. Uh, is it Mexico? Yeah. So Mexico is the next country to be screwed. Um, by this alien virus. That's the thing that's so interesting to me, though, is that like they make it they imply that actually the nuke did kill every zombie it's it is very blatant that they are responsible for whatever this future of this universe is it's very blatant that they're it's their fault because not only are they doing something just for money you know that's like super dangerous risking their own lives and everyone else's lives just for money 
Never mind that fact. But the nuke and them actually do kill every zombie that's on screen. That's a pretty... Every single one of them. And then there just has to be the one character who survived who has a zombie bite. Who's yeah, good bit. <laughs> so now, it's one hundred percent their fault. You said it introduces like there's like K zero, then there's the alphas and then like the zombies. Did do we know like the where K zero is? Was was that one killed in the in the nuking? Did he was he dead before? Yeah, yeah. He he gets the final fight with with Scott. Um okay. And it's really intense and epic, and it's yeah, it's just pretty intense. Oh no! Now that I think about it, uh, his daughter survives. There's one official survivor, one real survivor. I think she survived. <laughs> I'm pretty sure she survived because I remember. Yeah. Oh yeah, a helicopter shows up at the end just out of nowhere after the nuke drops. <laughs> um. Usually. You don't want to be doing that well like they're like a, a fair distance away but their helicopter crashed gotcha. um and they're like still dealing with one of the zombies and whatnot with the 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 patient zero and he's like the final boss and kind of thing um but then like they deal with him and it kind of gets resolved and then a helicopter flies in <laughs> out of nowhere i don't know they if throw the ring in, they throw the ring in the volcano and then the eagles come by. Right, yeah. It's fair. It's almost the exact same thing. Uh, uh, to pick up the girl. Um, I don't quite understand how Van... Like, I understand a little bit how he survived, but he, like, just was walking in a ton of radiation <laughs> um, at so the end of the movie. Problems a little bit down the line. Yeah, maybe that'll be an added bonus that he's he was bitten and he's kind of the new the new alpha he's in charge irradiated. and he's irradiated. So maybe he'll be like a giant zombie also and we'll we'll hit that area. So he'll be a brute. Oh no. Uh, <laughs> um so then there's this other thing that is introduced in this movie that I think is super interesting. The, most of my comments about this movie is just that it's so interesting. It is just absolutely mind-boggling, the story that's being told in here. So the patient Zero and the queen, she's the queen because she's his queen, right? And she's pregnant with zombie baby? <laughs> which is uh, very interesting <laughs> and the baby's kind of blue uh there's like this like weird King of blue magic stuff that because like when she dies he like digs into her and like plucks the fetus out um and it's blue and then the blue fizzles out as it dies interesting um so very weird. Um, and then additionally, there's kind of zombie terminators. Uh, not actually, and it's not a heavy focus of the film at all. Nobody talks about it. It's just there. 
Um, in a couple of the scenes, you see like one or two zombies with like blue eyes. And because they're blue, I feel like there's a connection to the patient zero, that blue okay. connection with the baby. But <laughs> so I was like, what the heck are those blue eyes? And like, I'd even looked it up and a lot of people were like commenting that they initially thought it was like a mess messing up of like VFX or something. Okay. Um, and I thought it was too. I was like, maybe it's just reflecting off the camera weird or something. Uh, but then one of them dies and there's like, I, I think that it's a grenade explosion that kills it. And it's shown like a bunch of the flesh off the jaw gets ripped off. And it has a metal skeleton underneath showing that it's a robot. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. And so I was like, what? And so uh, I read two theories about this that I think, again, just super interesting movie. <laughs> um, that either A, those robots were disguised to be zombies and placed there by the government to learn more about them. Okay. And I was like, okay, I guess maybe. Yeah, they've got like cameras or something. You can watch what's going on from the inside. Makes sense. Other than the glowing blue lights, but whatever, <laughs> it's fine. The other idea is that these alien zombies built them or brought them. <laughs> I don't know any of those. I mean, granted, I didn't see the movies. I don't know how. I have no much. idea. It's well, so it weird. Yeah, it sounds. And nobody talked about it in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> It was just one of those things that was there that needs to be explored in a future film. <laughs> but it was, yeah, it was wild. This, this movie was a wild ride. It's a little long, but if you bear with it, I think it, it's pretty good. Tells a pretty solid story. The character relationships are all great. It's one of the few ensemble movies like oceans 11. I love every member of that ensemble. You know, everyone's got a slightly different character and they all run it perfectly. <laughs> and that's kind of the exact way this goes down is that some people have connections to each other. Some people don't, but they all kind of still banter off of everyone a little bit and they feel like a somewhat cohesive unit enough um, that you like everyone with the exception of the two people that are just jerks. Um, and not really part of the group anyways. So it's okay to dislike them. They're, they're unofficial members anyways. Ouch. But yeah, it, it, I, I really appreciate that with ensemble movies that like when all of your like good characters are likable, that's great. And they weren't like likable for the same reasons. They're all very different, but um, I just thought it was nice. Uh, very yeah. enjoyable to watch. Um. Again, the character moments were pretty solid. The zombies, very interesting. Uh, the I was going to say one more thing, but I lost it, so probably won't be said. Uh, <laughs> oh, the, as far as goriness, I mean, it's got like standard zombie gore and whatnot, but uh, also the, the fight with the zombie tiger was pretty cool. I didn't think it would be. I thought it was a gimmick. 
it was pretty cool. It was very enjoyable. It's very dynamic. Um, but they, uh, I lost it again. I, I tangented and then I lost nice. it. Um, they, the gore, the gore yes. of this movie. So like I said, the beginning of the movie is not super family friendly and the opening credits stuff is not family friendly. There's some nudity and whatnot. Um, and definitely some gore, a lot of gore, but in like the actual movie, it's a lot of just just like Night of the Living Dead, it's just a lot of tension for the most part. Uh, there's kind of like I think three moments that are super gory, and they're about on the level of uh, Mortal Kombat that the the saw blade scene in yep. that. Yep. Um. So I was like, yeah, okay. I, I don't do too. I don't like gore very much, but. Um, I mean, <laughs> that horrible Hellboy 2019 movie was the most gory movie I've ever seen, I think. And I hated that movie because almost entirely just because of the gore. Like, I know a lot of people had problems with, like, the story. And I think the story does have problems. But the reason I hate that movie is because of how gory it was. It was so excessive. Um, but this movie, I mean, three times in two and a half hours, that's not horrible. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I think if people like zombie movies, they should watch this. It was, it was enjoyable. It was cool. And again, it's interesting, man. I need to know more. It, it's the starship it's troopers one. advertisement. Would you like to know more? Yes. A hundred percent. Yes. Teach me. <laughs> it's definitely one that I, I have, I want to watch when I can. Like that's yeah. some of these. I'm like, you know what? If it passes by, like, eh. But I definitely want to see this one. I can't. Yeah, I'm hoping to watch it again because I don't think Taylor's seen it yet. So Ooh. I'm probably going to force him to watch it. Good. Um, but yeah, so this is the part of the show. Unless you have any questions for me, you sometimes have questions, but I feel like I just rambled a lot I mean, about this covered, thing. You definitely covered most of the questions that I was going to bring up. Like the, the big one that I had was what happened to Patient Zero. Yeah, um, it's interesting that the movie answers like all the questions you kind of went into the movie with okay. and then it introduces a whole bunch more for i guess sequels as they should as they should yeah don't 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 blow it all in one go <laughs> right, that's true. um but yeah it's a good one this is the part of the show where we're probably gonna move on to movie news i'm sure we're still gonna be talking about army of the dead for a little bit longer but uh i just want to a little bit later remind everyone uh to rate review subscribe wherever you're listening to us apple podcast spotify or wherever podcasts are sold for free also follow us on twitch.tv slash unanimous indecision so that you can get notified whenever we go live and you can comment in our chat and share your thoughts and theories about the movies and tv shows we're talking about also go like the facebook page join the facebook group do all these things and you you too can be notified about when i post new episodes of the show so without further ado, Ian, if you want to jump into these news stories, sure, because uh, we got a lot of them and we do. Uh, not a lot of time. Several stories. We uh, have well, we got some time. We have several, or we have at least three trailers, two trailers, one teaser trailer. So I guess we'll start with yeah. the first one uh, for an official teaser trailer for Last Night in Soho. 
which appears to be a some sort of relatively supernatural film with like a either time travel slash mirror dimension slash supernatural entity. Um, yeah, it's a weird one. It's um, definitely a weird one. I, I was into it, man. This this teaser was pretty interesting, and then uh, towards the end when like she's like trying to lock herself in, in the the room and she running in like the arm comes up and grabs her and there's like a dude out of whatever some sort of being yeah i was like i don't know what happened but yeah and she's like becoming this girl from the past who may or may not be real i guess but uh (laughs) it's very interesting Um, at first it seems she's very into it because she seems very like she's like oh this girl has everything that i wish i could be right and so she starts like she wakes up at one point has the same blonde hair uh, but I guess it, it turns out it's not so great. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that girl from the 1940s or whatever, whatever time period that is, uh, was cursed. Right, something to that level. And then she gets the curse for becoming the, the girl. That's where I'm going with that. Yeah, uh, it might be a connection to the to the specific hotel room or something. I guess that Maybe. that's like the standard kind of level, but. Uh, yeah, it just looks interesting. You you kind of said it best that it just looks interesting, and and I guess that's the horror I like is the the horror that that's interesting, because right. like I I don't necessarily care for the horror elements all the time, but if it's just an interesting story in general, then okay, horror is just your medium. Uh, so every single time I've I've read this uh, movie title now, uh, last night in Soho. I've read it to the tune of uh, One Night in Bangkok by Chess. That's funny. Uh, and I just I can't get that out of my head. <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, this seems rather interesting. Uh, I'm usually not one for, for horror or thriller. Uh, but the only, and maybe this is not a purpose, but the only like really bad thriller or horror that I got was like, at, towards the end of the, the teaser when she's getting chased by. Right, because it, 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 it's very just like build up, build up and thrilling. Right. And then it's like the very end. There's a couple jumps, I guess. Yeah. So teaser didn't, didn't turn me away from it. What about you? How are you? Yeah, I, I think I'm interested. Um, Universal, I'm trying to think if those movies go to theaters. I think they will. Uh, yeah, because Fast and Furious 9 is a... Yeah, yeah. So they're they're gonna go to theaters, and man, it's gonna be a tough one to watch in theaters, though, for me. Oh well. Also, this is directed by Edgar Wright. Yes. So is this like is he starting a new trilogy? Uh, was his last trilogy? Uh, is Edgar Wright the guy who did um? I can't even think of the name of the trilogy. I don't know. The three flavors Cornetto trilogy. Oh, he did do the Cornetto trilogy. I mean, yeah, not everything he did is trilogies, no, but he did no, one. I mean, he did one trilogy, and now he's the trilogy guy. Yeah, absolutely. Like, <laughs> he also did Baby Driver, I believe. And Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Yeah, and Baby Driver. Yeah. So he's got a lot of good movies. He's a good, good, well prolific yeah. director. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, this is exciting, definitely for sure. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to the next one. Uh, so this is actually an official trailer uh, for the Tomorrow War, which I'm glad we got this because this gives much more context to the story than that teaser we saw like last week or the week before, where I was like, I have literally no idea what this is about. Right. 
it was like a minute long and I, I watched like several times. Like, I don't think I got a single thing out of this. Uh, this much more so. Um, I still don't quite get it. Like, what's there not to get, man? It's so aliens, straightforward. Some aliens in the future, there's a war. Yeah, in about 30 years, there's a war. Humanity's fighting. Humanity, I guess, loses. <laughs> yeah. And so about they quickly send someone back in time a year to then send everyone back in time um, 30 years to go recruit people. Interesting. That makes perfect sense to me. I mean... <laughs> I guess, I mean, definitely when you say it that way, I, I don't, I don't know. Anytime there's time travel involved in any movie, it's, it's a little bit I think so like far it. it makes sense. I mean, when, when we get to the movie, I'm going to be a lot more nitpicky about how the time travel's done. <laughs> I just think that like, oh um, yeah, you know, like, I mean, I, I think I felt the same way about Tenet, where it's just like, we're in the future, we've got future technology, time travel. <laughs> right. And, and that's kind of what this is, just like, you know, it Maybe they steal else. it from the aliens. Maybe You've it's Edge of Tomorrow travel. style. Maybe. You know what? I'd be okay with that because that actually makes more sense. <laughs> uh, but other than that, Chris Pratt looks great in this. Uh, he seems very intent on being a family man. Uh, yeah, he's kind of cool. He's, he's got that like hardcore dad going on. <laughs> also getting the hardcore dad vibes from... I, I, I felt This felt very similar to uh, Interstellar. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, or at least to me, it did. Maybe, maybe, maybe not to other people. I kind of feel that a little bit. Things. Yeah, right. Right. Just a super caring uh, dude will do any. It's as they said in the trailer. Sometimes a dad, has got to do stuff for for his family before himself. You know, he's got to right. put his own life on the line. And of course, because it's Chris Pratt, he's got a, a couple jokes in here. The only one that I really I think I remember catching was when he gets strapped shirtless down to the thing. He's like. Whoa, is this going to be a driving test? Do you guys still have humor in the future? Yeah. I feel like it, 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 it's pretty good. It's like his coping mechanism for all the anxiety, you know? I guess. I just plus, plus the future people. he's got to make like a ton of dad jokes. Right? He's a dad. He's got to make dad jokes. I want one of the future people to like accidentally see themselves in the past. Oh, shoot. Just, I yeah, I mean, who, that paradox. who knows? This movie could be like super twisty by the end of it. I Maybe. mean, basically, all we're getting right now is the focus on the war aspect, the why. They've got to convince the audience of the why, and then, and then it can be absolutely crazy. Yep. But uh, you know, other than that, it seems pretty good. Yeah, I'm still excited for it. Um, I, I'm kind of upset because we didn't really get a full, uh, a full look at these creatures. Yeah, they're all kind of zoomed out, or it's just a mosh pit of them, or yeah, like, like I tried, I tried pausing the video. Uh, they seem a little bit like they're like the 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 venom creatures in Infinity War, or just a ton of uh, xenomorphs, I guess. But like yeah, four four legged lizardish things. I don't really know. Yeah, something from Stranger Things, like just right, kind of right. standard. Just your standard. When you, when you need an enemy, when you need a right an, an Stan alien villain, <laughs> standard uh, quadriplegic, not quadriplegic, qu no, quadruped. quadruped, quadruped. Yeah, I got half the word. Yep, quadrupedal alien. Yeah, 
but I guess we can uh, move away from that because you know. Wait. So how? Actually, one last thing. This movie is. Do we have a release date for this yet? It's June or July. It's somewhere okay. in there. Okay. So I don't we're probably know if I have a trailer before we get the movie. Yeah. So you know, maybe, maybe with that, or maybe Chris Pratt will like leak something on social media, and we'll learn a little bit more about the movie. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, I, actually, maybe it's before. later. Ooh. Do I not have it written here? You're failing at the only thing that we ask you to do here is to keep an accurate movie calendar for when movies come out. <laughs> I don't have it on here. Um, yeah, I don't know when it comes out. Okay. Go ahead and move on to the next story. I'll look it up. Right. So, uh, Zack Snyder reveals his pitch for a female version of The Wrestler, starring Amy Adams. Uh, so, apparently, at some point during, while uh, Amy Adams was on the set for Justice League, uh, Zack was talking to her and about a pitch for The Wrestler, but as with like a, a female version starring Amy Adams, and she apparently seemed really into it, into the idea. Uh, and so, basically, he said that it's kind of a female version of The Wrestler about a Midwestern housewife who happens to have a pretty good body and starts to do some bodybuilding competitions and then falls down a rabbit hole of steroids and hormones. It becomes a contest between fitness and family, and she loses her family because she's spending all her money on diet supplements and drugs and trainers and all that stuff. Uh, and he added that he pitched this to Amy specifically because it would have been a huge, like a hugely hard job just training to make to where you can like, believe that this is the case. Right. The and that, I mean, he says, and you need someone like Amy who loves the craft to do it. So it really feels like she, at least he thinks that she puts her all in each of these roles. This, this would be something that she would like um, take as a challenge and really get into it. Yeah, I mean, she's a terrific actress. Um, just watching her a few weeks ago in The Woman in the Window, that's a fantastic performance by her. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I mean, if he thinks she could do it, go for it. Uh, I'm, I'm all for it. Uh, <laughs> seems like a very interesting story. You know, everyone falling down that rabbit hole of steroids and hormones as we do. Uh, <laughs> but, as you do. As you do. But yeah, I mean, it's a, it's an interesting idea, like just, just a normal housewife getting involved. <laughs> I, all of a sudden obsessed with the world of wrestling and whatnot. Right. Which, I mean, had to have happened at some, some point, right? Yeah, maybe. Um, there was something else in this article that uh, caught my attention. So the Telegraph, who interviewed Snyder, uh, asked if the female version of the of the wrestler was related to his experience being shown of basically Warner Brothers. Uh, and he said, it's hard to say what else is left for these films, referring to like the DC superhero films. But as a genre, it has a lot going for it. It holds up a mirror to us. It speaks to the best of us, in the best in us. It offers a moral tale in most cases. It has high stakes. It can be multicultural. Its stories can feel universal. It's a pure wish fulfillment too. I mean, Superman can fly. That alone is incredibly compelling. That to me sounds like he's he's done. He he's like yeah, his bags for sure. I I I mean, I think he is done. I'm with you. Right. I mean, and that's not me saying like oh he's done no i mean it's he did what he wanted to do he was finally able to complete the project that he wanted to uh and i just feel like he's ready to move on he's he's got other things on his plate he wants to work on i mean we, you just watched um 
Army of the Dead. And right. I assume he has a bunch of other projects that he's ready to start. Yeah, so. I think I I think though, even though he is done give it give it a decade and we'll see if he's still done you know maybe maybe, maybe, maybe i want to come back new management new ideas maybe, maybe there will be some there'll be on superman 5 and he'll be like mm, i could do something with that you know uh, <laughs> if we're still getting dc movies then <laughs> right okay the fifth superman 5 <laughs> um but yeah, I, yeah, I, I'm with you. He sounds done with it. Um, that they're gonna have to really sweeten the pot for him to get involved again. True, true. Let me see. Do I have something that's wrong? Uh, so I found the the Tomorrow Wars release date. It's okay. July 23rd, I think, on Amazon. Um, which, if these other movies are correct, July 23rd is kind of a busy weekend, busy day. Because we also have M. Night Shyamalan's Old, that weird movie that, that had the Super Bowl trailer. I did not see the Super Bowl trailer. I didn't watch the Super Bowl. Neither did I, but I sent you a list of trailers. So that's fine. Then um, I definitely did watch it. If you said to me, I watched it. I just don't remember it. Okay. And then um, also Snake Eyes, the G.I. Joe okay. movie we just talked about recently. Uh, the Old movie is the one where they go to that island and like start aging rapidly or something oh oh yes i think right and it's yeah uh it's very weird it's another one <laughs> that's the theme of today it's very superheroes and very weird stories very weird ones all right let's uh let's jump along i, I switched around a few of the articles so that's fine uh, go for it move on so mark miller's nemesis movie gets promising young woman director to write the script uh so that's emerald fennel yeah. So she's writing the screenplay based for the movie based on Mark Miller created Marvel supervillain Nemesis. So Mark Miller wrote Nemesis comics for Marvel comics. Uh, does Marvel not own the? So I believe I, I believe that it was probably sold or it's somehow tied up into different rights or something. Yeah. Um, so it's not a comic books. book. It's a graphic novel, I believe. Graphic, okay. Um, which I guess is just a bundling of comic books in some ways. Right. But um, so, yeah, um, I, I, I don't know really anything about it. Honestly, I had skipped over the word Marvel in general uh, when reading this article, so I missed that. But yeah, basically, Nemesis just basically... Batman, the, the words they use here is Batman if he were the Joker, which I don't know if I agree with, but it's basically I just mean, some dude who wants, who's very selfish, who's yeah. <laughs> very selfish. And he's been hurt. It's true. He's been hurt. But he, the lengths he's willing to go to get revenge. The line that I really is like just, is he's the ultimate supervillain fighting relentlessly for a nihilistic cause in which he believes. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. So like not, not at all a hero. Like a guy. No. Yeah. Anyway. Like, yeah, he's been hurt, but no one should go to these lengths. Right. <laughs> no matter right. what happened to you. Where is this? Uh, like the Punisher lost his whole family and he's not at this level, you know, <laughs> like, I mean, it seems that uh, so 
Emerald Fennel, I believe, is also doing the Zatanna script. Writing, uh, I believe, yeah. Writing, writing the script. Um, so looks like she's got quite I mean, she, she won an Oscar, right? Or was she not? Either way, she was not. Yeah, she I, I won an Oscar. Who, I don't know who. Yeah. When you uh, win an but, Oscar, people are going to notice, you know? like I'm just saying she has a lot of like superhero stuff on her plate right now. <laughs> right for sure for sure uh that's true um uh, yeah because coming off of promising young woman a very like oscar Beatty kind of movie of a very uh big piece of work and then but i guess we're seeing that recently lately i mean later we're gonna be talking about eternals which has chloe Zhao, another oscar winner right. so like mm, oscar winners making comic book movies i can't complain that's true that's true uh, so moving along, uh, Injustice Gods Among Us is getting an animated movie. Crazy. Now, I believe that Injustice Gods Among Us is like basically Marvel vs. Capcom, right? It's like Wrong. a fighting game. Oh, yes. I, mean, if you're, I, I don't mean sure. I meant like the genre fighting style. Rather well, that, that's the game. game. So it, th okay. there's like a story in the game. So, okay, there's a storyline. Um, and, and I think the story is that which Superman. I guess that genre of games is also like Mortal Kombat, right? Yeah, and Mortal Kombat. The, the old arcade style. Yes, yes. Um, uh, but I believe the story is that Superman has turned evil due to the death of Lois and the unborn child. Yeah, it's uh, even more than that. So the okay. Joker like poisons Superman somehow um, and causes Superman to see Lois as the Joker. And so he finally snaps and the Joker's like egging him on. And so he kills the Joker, which turns out to be Lois. So he kills his own wife who was also pregnant with his child. Yeah, Cause if that wasn't be enough. And be so he becomes like very nihilistic and just very like everything's been taken from me. And so now I am going to create world peace. And normally when people are very aggressive about creating world peace, it's not world peace. So <laughs> um, uh, I, I had heard that there was like this really intense debate in the comic book story between like uh, the flash and Superman that they're actually playing chess, but while they're playing chess, they're discussing like, Hey, in an instant, we could remove all of the like guns, the weapons. Like we could just do that. We're super fast. We we run this at the speed of time. We could remove all of the weapons in the world. And they're talking about like the what right do they have to do that as superheroes, as as people, as um, and. So I, I don't know too much more about that debate, but I'd heard that somewhere and I was just like, wow, that sounds really interesting. I mean, like to have the debate, not just to go do it, but to debate about it philosophically. And Man, you really love that ship of Theseus. Probably. The ship of Theseus, man. Hey, I mean, it just goes to the idea that like superhero stuff can't be deep. And it's like, no, you're wrong. Like it can be deep. This might not have been deep, but it can. <laughs> right, exactly. They aren't always, and they certainly weren't. Maybe in the early two thousands. 
but that didn't make me like them any less. <laughs> right. And Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance, that was a deep movie. Just not a good one. <laughs> uh, moving along. Uh, so this is a new one for you. The Sandman, uh, DC Comics, adds 12 new members to the cast. Oh, hey, Burke the Nerd. He's he's raiding, giving us a raid on Twitch. How's it going? Good to see you again. Uh, Park Outdoors saying hi and a bunch of people he's got watching. Welcome to the stream. Uh, continue talking, Ian, right, about right. whatever the heck so, we were talking about. <laughs> so some of the, the, the people that are being added to this, uh, we've got Death's going to show up, Despair, and Johanna Constantine. Whoa. This is, yeah. this is cool. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to... So let's see. For those of you just now joining us, we're talking about the Injustice Gods Among Us animated movie that was just announced uh, a couple days ago today. I don't remember when it was. Um, but yeah, it sounds good. I mean, I, I played the app version of the game, which I don't know how different that is, but uh, obviously it's about the story. And I I think most DC comic book fans uh, think it's one of the best stories written, at least in the past 10, 20 years. Um, but uh, the, the little I know about the, the story sounds awesome. Yeah, so this story, this series is going to follow. Uh, so it's a Netflix series. Uh, so it's going to follow uh, Morpheus, which Sandman or Dream, however we want to call it. Right. And his family members, Death, Destruction, Destiny, Despair, Desire, and Delirium. Uh, we've got uh, Tom Sturridge as Dream, so as the Sandman, mm-hmm. and Gwendolyn Christie as Lucifer. Ooh. Uh, there are a bunch of other names that are added to the cast. We've got Jenna Coleman, David Lewis, Stephen Fry, Patton Oswalt, uh, Jolie Richardson, Kirby Howell Baptiste, Mason Alexander Park, Donna Preston, Niam Walsh, I'm sorry for the names, Kio Ra, uh, Razan Jamal, Sa- uh, Sandra James, Young. And so there's there's so many so many people. I assume these are quite big names. Or at least I feel like this movie's got to be coming out soon. Like, uh, I should like, hope so. They're just announcing it now, but they have this whole cast attached to it. Like, right, right. Usually, you don't. <laughs> if you're gonna, if you're gonna give out like a, a release, and you're there's a, here's twelve people that are now attached to this project. Like, yeah. You like, like, like what characters are they still trying to cast? Right. right? right. <laughs> yeah. Oh man! So we've got uh, other other members or other uh, characters in this show. We've got Lucien, uh, the Corinthian. Uh, Roderick Burgess, okay. uh, Abel, Kane. Uh, mm-hmm. This is this would be a really interesting show if they can pull this off. Yeah, is it a show or a movie? I, I'm it, not it's sure. a series. Okay, so that makes more sense with, with with having this large of a cast because I was like, I don't think like even a third of those characters are in the game. <laughs> like, uh, okay, so we actually have. I'm not gonna go down this list. I'll, I'll send the link to you because they have uh, who's playing what character. Oh uh, yeah, the, the I mean it's a it's a long list. Uh, it's a long list, so let's. I'm gonna skip past that. Yeah, I think people can probably go on IMDb anyways. Right, right, um, All right. Yeah, break the nerd. I'm with the Army of the Dead was awesome. Um, one of the more interesting movies watching a long time. Terminator Zombies. What what more can I ask for? Um, we we'll, we'll get into Eternals towards the end of the show. That'll be our final topic. Um. So what what do we got? What's our next news article? We still got a lot we, to go through. <laughs> we do, we do. 
Uh, Although I'm kind of lost because you went in a different order, so maybe it's not as much I as I think. I I just decided we put all the DC stuff together, so I've got two. No, I respect that. I should have done that. In fact, a smart person would have done that. Uh, so, bad the bad boys for life directors are, I guess, in talks or they've been that's right accepted. They've joined. I think the it's official. Project. Yeah, so they're I guess they're it's official. They're directing Batgirl, uh, the movie for Warner Brothers. So. You know, uh, did we did we know that there was going to be a Batgirl movie? Like, I mean, we did like down the line. two or three years ago. Okay. And then there was just no movement on no. it. It kind of went into uh, the Flash uh, obsolescence. <laughs> uh, funny, funny you say that because uh, the writer for for this movie right. wrote the script for Flash. Yeah. So cool. There, there will be some at least continuity of tone, maybe. I guess. Also, I'm pretty sure that this article misspelled Barbara Gordon. Uh, I don't know. There might be different spellings depending on the DC uh, universe. Uh, I, I looked up the DC universe. I, I looked up all the, the stuff. Okay. All uh, the Barbara Gordons. All the Barbara Gordons. And the uh, fact that Jim is married to one of them in the Dark Knight trilogy. Wrap your minds around that, folks. Yeah. Yeah. It's not <laughs> wife. Yeah. Or they, just, or they just named their daughter Barbara. Right. Later. I don't later. know. I, I'm not really sure. Uh, this is cool, though. So this is going to be uh, a... It's being planned as a movie, so not a TV series. Uh, but so the Bad Boys for Life directors... I don't remember their names. Uh, let me <laughs> <laughs> um, but they're coming off uh, like a big success with Bad Boys for Life. And I think they... What was their previous project? Do you know? Uh, I don't know uh, off the top of my head. But they Bad Boys for Life oh. was awesome. It was super enjoyable. I think it's... I think it's the movie to look at for um, delayed sequels for like 20 years out sequels. I mean, the, 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 it, it feels pretty continuous of the original two movies. Yeah. It's a little calmer in some respects, um, but you also don't have Michael Bay directing it anymore. So right. it's going to be uh, so, but yeah, I just thought it would, really respected what had come before it um so they they did a they directed a couple of uh episodes of the fx crime drama snowfall right and they gained a lot of attention from bad boys for life uh they also are directing the uh premiere and final episodes of miss marvel oh which wrapped cool. up a few weeks ago so yeah, yeah so we'll probably we'll, we're gonna see that later this year to find out some more from those guys before they do bat batgirl Yep, and uh, well, also they're actually currently in production on uh, a family drama uh, called Rebel, which I immediately don't like because it's a one-word, one-word titles. Title. Yeah. Yep. If your title's not ten words, why should I watch it? The more the more words in the title, the better. It needs to be Captain America three, Civil War, Avengers three. Exactly. Or nothing. <laughs> Electric Boogaloo. Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, you can just tack that onto any movie title if you want. Right, exactly, exactly. Uh, okay, we'll go down to the, the last DC article. And we'll move on. So uh, the Titans cast for the, for the TV show, they announced season three release date for HBO Max. And we know, I think, two new cast members. Oh, this was totally new to me. Continue. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so <laughs> I think it was like a, a Twitter video or something. I'm not sure After that know, wonderful but, uh, season finale. Right, right. Uh, so season three will hit HBO Max uh, in August of this year, and so that's already pretty cool. That's only a couple months out. 
Uh, we also know a little bit oh, about. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So they're going to head to Gotham. Well, right. We know they're doing the Red Hood stuff. You got to do Red Hood stuff. Uh, we will be so we uh, Vincent Carthier. I don't know how to pronounce the last name. Is playing Scarecrow. Sick. Yes. Uh, we also are getting Barbara Gordon. Nice. Oh, so we're getting getting another Robin. So we're getting the whole Bat family. We're getting the whole Bat family. I think the only one except for is... Kate Kane. <laughs> oh no. Oh, man, brutal. Uh, but yeah, so this is really cool because we are going to get the Red Hood uh, story, but it's going to be fun because it looks like he's already going to have been replaced very quickly if we've got Tim Drake in the... In the oh, right, right, yeah. Um, well, I think so. He basically leaves at the end of season two, right? So yeah, if there's any amount of time jump, granted season one to two had zero time jump. so Zero time jump. Also, oh. you you would think that if there is the wait, they didn't they didn't have a finale. What am I talking about? Season one it, didn't it even minutes. finish. It was minutes. <laughs> I forgot about that. Season the one's finale season was one. in season two. Yes, yes. I forgot about that. Oh my goodness, I I've just I think blocked so much out from Titans, which sucks because I, like, I think I'm there's so excited for. It. I think there were some like really stellar moments of like storytelling in there. And then just coupled with like horrible logic and horrible dialogue. <laughs> uh, so uh, I think it's, what's his name, Allerson? Uh I don't know. Yeah, Alan Richardson, the the guy who plays. That sounds Hawk. right. Yeah. Uh, so he said about season. He'll about always be Aquaman season. to me. Yeah, it's it's the best season yet, and I'm not using hyperbole. Show shows are very big, and this is one of those shows that's very big. It's a huge cast. It's a huge property. There are a million different ways to tell a story. And it sometimes takes a season or two to figure out who to focus on and what exactly is driving this thing. <laughs> so we're focusing job. on Batman. <laughs> All of the seasons have been good, but there's an excellence to this because everybody has figured out what we want to focus on and who we want to tell the story through. They have figured out they don't want to focus on happened. Titans. <laughs> it's working really well. It's the best season yet by far. So if That's it's a funny bad, way to word it. But, if it's uh, bad, we're gonna, we're gonna, I'm going to go back and screenshot that. We're going <laughs> to save that for later. And send it to him. You oh, betrayed me, but you're right. still Aquaman to me. <laughs> uh, back. Yeah, I'm definitely curious. Those of you listening in the chat, um, if you watch, honestly, just say any DC superhero TV show you watch right now, if you are watching any, otherwise just say none. But Because uh, I feel like I've kind of fallen off of everything. I've forgotten about Titans completely with the exceptions of characters being titan struck uh you mean you're not watching superman and lois uh i do need to catch up on superman and lois it's pretty good um although i heard something negative oh superman and lois so they it wasn't necessarily negative about the show but it was just negative about receiving it apparently so i thought i had fallen off of it apparently it just stopped releasing new episodes after episode four. Oh. Um, because they had only filmed four of them before COVID or whatever. And then COVID happened, but they still decided to release them at their expected premiere date instead of waiting till they could film more. So they released them and then went on like a two month hiatus and just came back like a week ago. And the numbers were like half. 
because everyone, no one knew it was coming back. No one even realized it was gone. You know, like they just didn't have the numbers in the first place, so no one, no one yeah. noticed. It was just that. And Absolutely. so I don't know. I, they, I, I've always had a problem with hiatuses, mid-season finale stuff. Like that makes no sense to me. Just call them two different seasons of a show. Fit, wrap up your story or continue it. Like, um, right. Like just pick don't your. Con- just, just don't conclude the previous season in the next season's first episode. Correct, Titans. We're looking at you. Yes, exactly. Uh, <laughs> what's next? All right, moving along. Uh, Tim Burton casts his Wednesday Adams for Netflix live action series called Oh Yeah Wednesday, which I'm also not right. happy about. Yeah, we. Uh, it's okay. <laughs> it makes you feeling better. We've known about that news. <laughs> we we that have. Part it, just, it just reminded me. Uh, so Jenna Ortega has been cast as Wednesday Adams uh, for this eight episode drama. Yeah. So, so who is Jenna Ortega? I don't know if I've watched anything with her. Uh, she did Yesterday and You. At least those are the two that are okay. up as, as the big things in this article. I don't really know too much about her, I'm going to be honest. Yeah. Uh, if you want to pull up an IMDb real quick. I looked at it earlier and didn't see anything called out. I wasn't sure if you knew anything. Not really. Um, yeah, It looks cool. like this show, though, is going to, to focus more on, like, um, or it's, it's, it's going to be one of those where follows main teenage girl but it's like her dealing with being a teenager dealing with school dealing with <laughs> social life uh, oh, and, man. Dealing, and dealing with a mystery that has been plaguing their town and their family for the past like 25 years so i don't know how much i care about the <laughs> the, the high school relationships she had <laughs> like i'm okay like you got to do it a little bit to show like how weird they are the Adams family is, but like, like that's why you have normal characters in that show. Right. But other than that, like, hmm, I don't know. We'll find out. We'll find out. I'll, I'll reserve my judgment. I'll try to, it doesn't sound like I am, but I'll it try. Is, is. <laughs> uh, moving along. Timothy Chalamet to play Willy Wonka in a new origin tale for Warner brothers and the Roald Dahl Do- story company. Uh, so this is interesting because this is going to be the third I wouldn't say attempt because they've done it, but like the third instance of uh, Warner Brothers making a story about Willy Wonka. Because uh, so we had the original one in like the 1970s, right? With Gene Wilder, and then yeah. the 2005 great movie, one with Johnny Depp. Interesting uh, movie, yeah, great. Interesting, <laughs> yeah. And so this will be—is this a movie or a series? I think it's a movie. Okay. I don't think Timothy Chalamet is doing TV series. Gotcha. Uh, unfortunately, we know the title of this film. Wonka. It's just called Wonka. Oh, man. It's this whole decade is just plaguing you. <laughs> it's not great, man. It's not great. Uh, I'm with you. It's getting on my nerves now. I think, so- <laughs> I think it's getting up. I think it's- sometimes it's okay, but it's very often. It's getting on your nerves. Like, are you more aware of it because I just hate it so much? A hundred percent. But like, like, oh god, like it definitely like never bothered me until you brought it up, and then even when you brought it up, it didn't totally bother me. But the frequency it has been happening (laughs) of these single name titles, it's awful. It is awful. Last night in Soho is a great title. Yeah, absolutely. They're they're not calling it Soho. (laughs) Yeah. Jeez. Uh, so this story is set to focus on a young Willy Wonka and his adventures prior to opening the world's most famous chocolate, famous chocolate factory. 
this is exciting because Timothy Chalamet is going to get to show off some singing and dancing skills because there are several musical numbers in this film. So if you didn't know cool. you wanted that, now you do. Now I want it. <laughs> That's cool. Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, this this is actually pretty exciting. I wonder if they're going to... They probably will have uh, some references to the other films. Maybe, like, just little nods about, like, a character's... Yeah, because it's a prequel, things. right? So, it's a prequel. It, it's so maybe prequel. we'll see, like, basically it'll end with him deciding to close the factory or something. Maybe it'll be a globetrotting adventure of him well, learning no, about chocolate. Well, I would say close the factory. It'd be opening, right? Because, like, this is... Oh, right, he's very young. Well, maybe they age him up. They age him up by the end of the movie, and he closes the factory. Well, how long has the factory been closed? No, it's closed wait, for is, a while. This is an entirely prequel story following a young Willy Wonka. Right. I, I don't think. They're and then you jump up. ten years. They're not going to do. And then no, you jump just years, to close it up. You jump twenty years, and it's like the apple. It's the prologue of Snowpiercer. Yes. <laughs> uh, do. You, <laughs> that would be I'm crazy if, if actually this they movie, confirmed it in this one that'd be it, awesome in this movie if it does actually jump time so we have like a young like 21 ish 22 they tease he's really like looking up. at a train set <laughs> or something but then like it jumps five years and we've seen what he's done around the world he's he's figured out he likes chocolate blah 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 jump five more years so and you keep doing that and by the end of it like the world's gone complete chaos There's, and then he's built snowpiercer or he's or no he doesn't right. But, uh, <laughs> yeah it's johnny. charlie that does charlie. it yeah I don't know, I johnny. I was he just has whatever. to like somewhere in the background though he has like written up plans for this right, right. train that goes train, everywhere right, right. <laughs> um it's on the, he's it's like on the what's better than a glass that. elevator <laughs> yeah yep um yeah that is something like that that'd be awesome um uh, yeah i think it's cool but like I'm excited stuff. for this as I am more excited if they change the name. <laughs> sure. Um I don't know. I'm excited for it. It's an original take on a yeah, on an on old story. All, yeah, that we know a lot about. Um it's great. Let's do it. All right, moving along. Henry Cavill to star in Lion Lionsgate's Highlander reboot from Chad Stalski. There can be only one. There can be only one. Um this Except is, uh, this series has been rebooted, sequeled, and TV ser serialized, and so there can be many. No. <laughs> since the since the 1986 original film, yeah. uh, there have been four sequels and three television series. Mm -hmm. And a lot of That's people like the TV series more than the sequels. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> one thing I, that I think is interesting to know is the, uh, the original director, or the original producer mm -hmm. of the film, uh, was on board to produce again, but he unfortunately passed away this past February. Oh, but, wow. Yeah, I mean, it, I brought it up because it's like he still cared so much about this property that was willing to come back for it. Yeah, for sure. Gonna... That, that's good to see. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, have you seen the original Highlander? I have not, actually. It's, I watched it's it like probably like, no, I guess it was longer than that. Maybe it was in 2020. Um, but yeah, I watched it, and I don't totally understand why people like that movie. <laughs> uh, <laughs> because it had Christopher Lambert, Sean Connery, Clancy Brown. For sure. The cast yeah. is awesome. <laughs> and like that movie watching it for that alone, line. and like whenever those guys are like interacting with each other, it's awesome. 
but the story itself the bullet points it's nuts it's bonkers i don't know <laughs> it's very weird to me um it's a cool premise um but there's a lot of semantics i don't understand like does he live forever now and have they <laughs> i don't know i don't know i i could i could give a whole podcast episode about my confusions around highlander <laughs> But I won't do that today. Um, I think it has enjoyable moments. It has great quotes, um, which is half the battle of a movie, in my opinion, is the the quotes. The quotes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I don't know. It's a weird one. Yeah, um, it, I mean, it's got a Don Lick director Chad Selsky helming this film, cool. so I'm sure the I feel like top. <laughs> Are the John Wick directors, did they just sign on to do like four movies? I think so. <laughs> okay. Guess they've got the next four years of their lives planned. Yeah, really. Uh, yeah, no kidding. All right. Did they already on. finish filming John Wick 4 and 5? I, I remember they were going to do it back to back, but I thought COVID stopped that. I don't think so. Like, <laughs> so it's like seven years of their life. <laughs> So the Mandalorian spinoff, Rangers of the New Republic, is no longer in active development at Disney+. Plus. Wow. Um, yeah. This is the first and hopefully, well, no, first of hopefully two shows that will be canceled. Uh, the other one being the droid story. Oh. Uh, <laughs> but uh, at Disney+. Plus, so That's the spirit. Is, <laughs> uh, so this was, it's interesting that this has been canceled because... Kathleen Kennedy and Dave Filoni talked so much about it over this past year about like what they had plans for the show and, and like where it was going to take place and where it was going to pick up uh, and how it was going to be connected to the others. Uh, yeah. But Star Disney has cut ties with uh, we ex who we expect to be the lead of the show, uh, Gina Carano's. Um... Oh, God. Cara Dune. Cara Dune. Um, You'll get and there. I guess. Yeah, I don't know if I would have. Uh, and I guess with without that face, like well, I don't know, they could definitely tell a story without uh, Cara Dune in it, but maybe it's too much, too much trouble. Yeah, it's really interesting that it, I guess, took this long. If that was the case, because they they immediately said they weren't going to recast Cara Dune. And so I feel like if this show did surround that character as much as we all thought it did, then I feel like they may, maybe they were still waiting to find out other things, but I don't know. Um, yeah, it feels a little weird to me that they waited this long, but yeah, okay. It did, like you said, I think we were kind of expecting it due to them separating ties with Gina Carano. Right. Um, and so is what it so, is. I'm curious how big of an impact. See, I, I was reading though, the synopsis though, that they, that they read with it at investors day again. And the wording of it to me though, doesn't sound like it involves Gina Carano. <laughs> okay. Cause like, who is her character when we meet her? She's just a former rebel. That's it. Right. Right. Like she nothing was... crazy special. 
she was crowned a ranger. She was crowned a, a ranger of the New Republic. In the she was crowned. A, yeah, I guess she was crowned she a was ranger crowned at a some ranger point. Yeah, she's a marshal in the Mandalorian. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I guess maybe it's something like that. That's weird. But um, the wording of it of the synopsis is like it follows New Republic. Uh, officials and i was like she's not a new republic official to our knowledge not yet unless she walks away from that and then walks back to it <laughs> very interesting um i mean now now we don't have to worry about it because that is giving another show yeah. that will be added to the, the wikipedia i also wonder yeah star wars shows cancel star wars shows <laughs> or just products in general um i wonder though if they it's yeah uh i wonder though how much because remember this was supposed to be one of the shows that was going to come back together with the mandalorian yes. with ahsoka with the book of boba fett book of boba fett i think that's all of them yeah. um that all four of them were supposed to come back together and they were saying kind of like in an avenger style kind of thing um I wonder how much of they an impact that made to that story. I guess not much. Considering I mean, they're not even going to like retool the series. They're right, just getting not. rid of it. Like, now like these three shows are going to come back. In the like you could retool it in a way like, okay, you're not going to recast Cardoon, but like you could just retool it and write that character out and create new characters. Right. But no one wants to create new characters because why would you do that when you've got the Skywalker saga? Hey. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. What else we got? All right. We uh, we want you wanted to come back to Army of the Dead, so uh, we'll come back to that for a bit. <laughs> okay, uh, <laughs> it's a long walk. It was. It was. Well, we had to come back to it eventually. Uh. We talked about this earlier during when you were giving your review about it. Um, that it kind of, it's like sequel bait. Like it, it gives us room for for a sequel. I mean, I don't uh, think it's. I don't think the movie itself is sequel bait. I think that one little in the last. The, it it does a, a post credit scene basically, right? But, which I believe is one of the characters on a plane, yeah. heading towards Mexico, but they've got a bite, right? Yeah, so. That is where that is where people are like, hey, if you want to make a, a sequel, like you can just go ruin all of the, the next country and just that, like <laughs> start the the virus spread all again. Um, in the Vegas of Mexico. In the Vegas of Mexico. <laughs> but let's see. I don't remember where where the line is. Oh yeah, so Zack Snyder said himself he went further telling Polygon the the guys doing the interview that he and Hatton knew exactly what happens next and it's insane so they've got not only do they like or potentially want a sequel they have it planned already or at least have I a, think so too <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's cool I mean that explains why he signed that really big deal with Netflix for this franchise like he had an idea I think we may have lost Ian um, I don't know what the news article he's talking about is because I didn't have that one. Uh, 
<laughs> and I send them to him. He he found this one. Uh, let me see if I can message him. Um, Whoa. Yeah, you're you're gone, Ian. Um, if you are back, you came back for just a second. Um, now you're in here twice, which is not great. Um, <laughs> we'll just ignore the other version of you. Uh, <laughs> also, your internet's way better. Your your internet was like not great for this entire episode, oh. and then it totally crashed, and now you're in. It's much better. There we go. All I had to do was turn it off, turn it back on again. Don't I tell him? <laughs> um, but yeah, I was saying that uh, it makes sense for why he uh, signed this huge deal with Netflix because I guess he had a lot of plans with it. I guess. Uh, this article is also the one that mentions the prequel movie Army of Thieves. Okay. Uh, which involves a character, Ludwig Dieter. Uh, Dieter? Ludwig Duh. Dieter is what it says. <gasps> That's the, that, I think that was the safe cracker. Uh, there you go. Takes place in the early stages of the zombie outbreak abroad. Um, abroad? I thought the zombie outbreak... Deborah Snyder told IndieWire that Army of Thieves is more like a romantic comedy heist film and has an Italian <laughs> job vibe to it. And it... Okay. Yep. Yeah, nope. That's it. That's what so, we got. So the zombie apocalypse didn't start in America in Vegas? I have no idea. So this is like the second outbreak. They there's like an outbreak, and then they capture the the patient zero, the alpha. The I don't know. And, and you're like, let's ship him to Vegas. That's that's what. Well, we're they are taking him to Area 51. Uh, which so you go through the crowded city. Yeah, they didn't go through the crowded city, but the guy when he broke out, he ran to the nearest city, which was Vegas. Oh, gotcha. Gosh, Ian, it makes sense. <laughs> it's almost like I didn't see the movie or something. Right. <laughs> How could I? How dare you insult Zack Snyder? No. <laughs> uh, I'm just kidding, obviously, in case that wasn't clear to anyone. <laughs> um, but. So, yeah, this, it also mentions that's cool, though. the. Army of the Dead, Las Vegas, the anime prequel series. Okay, there we go. Yeah, that's what I was thinking about. So Dave Batista, Ella Purnell, Ana de la Riguera, Tig Notaro, and Joe Manganiello are all. So I guess that's a prequel also. So we're getting a prequel movie, Army of Thieves. We're getting a prequel anime TV show. Yep. That I guess will be more about the the opening sequence that we saw in the movie it about Vegas falling. It says those characters reprise their roles as their mm -hmm. rescue missions inside Las Vegas will be revisited. Yeah, uh, that's cool. I think that's a cool idea. Um, and to do it anime instead of you have these big name actors to just <laughs> hide them and just use their voice. It's a bold right. strategy. I mean, but... it's trying to break different like styles, diff different. Right. Yeah, mediums, we're we're seeing that more and more for sure. Right. right. Um, so that's exciting. And then, when when is the sequels coming? <laughs> when will we find out what happens to Mexico? So we have we have the the two prequels that we know of, and then a potential sequel that we have no right. idea when it's gonna come out. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. A lot of stuff. I'm excited. Yeah. yeah. Zombies. Uh, zombies and Batman. <laughs> zombies so and Batman. Batman signs first look overall deal with Warner Brothers. 
And by well, Batman, I mean Robert Pattinson. And not Batman. And not Batman. Well, he is Batman. <laughs> it's Robert Pattinson. Right, but he didn't sign the deal as Batman. <laughs> that would have made it so much better. Like, or or like deal. even for Batman, like it's, <laughs> it's it's not like to be like a nine move picture no, deal no. as Batman. Like, uh, Pattinson signed a first look overall production deal that encompasses the whole spectrum of Warner, like Warner divisions, including Warner Brothers Pictures, New Line Cinema, Warner Brothers TV, and HBO Max. Yeah, so I don't. This is a big. Totally movie. know what that means. If I'm gonna be honest, uh, I was kind of hoping you did. Uh, it sounds like he's going to be in charge of uh, producing some stuff. Yeah, which I think is cool because I think a lot of, uh, especially first-time producers, often produce things that they're also in. Mm-hmm. So I guess that means maybe he'll be in a lot of things, or he just wants to. Um, and I think he has a quote in there that. I said like something very similar like a year ago. I'm sure a lot of people say it all the time uh, that like when you talk about like the studio that makes film, Warner Brothers is the studio you talk about. Warner Brothers is the oldest studio around. The films they made ever since the beginning are some of the most quintessential films to the film industry uh so like and then on top of them still being okay i guess you could argue the number two film studio around right now second to disney who just has fantastic ip going for it you know true like but and and so robert pattinson says something very similar that he's like i just want to be involved in like what film means and i was like the right attitude man <laughs> like it's just about telling stories that's all it's about yep. um so i think it's cool i'm ha- I'm excited for him Let, let's get more pattinson into more movies or even behind Absolutely. the scenes uh and this article also had so i'm gonna have you pull up your movie calendar just to make sure that we oh, have gosh, the oh, batman God. being released march 4th 2022 oh i don't have 2022 on my calendar Okay, well, that's uh, your problem. Except for movies that used to be in 2021 and are now in 2022. Well, the Batman is... Which is your entire anticipated list, by the way. That's Um, fine. Look, it's pushing it further away, so I could use this. Next year, you can do the same list. I'm still anticipating it. There we go. As long as it never comes out, I can keep the anticipation. Right. New Mutants. Exactly. Uh, Yeah, moving on. Uh, this is one that you don't know about. Uh, I didn't know the about the Army of the Dead one either. So, Craven the Hunter, uh, that movie that apparently is still a thing, adds Aaron Taylor Johnson to the cast as Craven. As Craven the Hunter. Really? Is that what it yeah. says? Yeah. No way. Yeah, Aaron Taylor Johnson has been cast as lead role in Sony's Marvel film Craven the Hunter. Wow. <laughs> sure, I'm in. Uh, this <laughs> not this who i would have casted cast so i i know english sort of you sometimes yep not well <laughs> now this is specifically for the the sony verse right the spunk uh, the spunk universe it's also supposed to be a standalone film as of now Mm-hmm. aren't uh, they all i guess uh, it's also, I'm going to need you to update your calendar a little bit further because we have a release date for it. <laughs> I'm not throwing something in 2024. 
2023. January 13th, 2023. <laughs> That's exciting. So does that make... I guess that'll be the next one after after Morbius, or do we know Morbius. something else that's coming out, coming out next year? There's the Jackpot Project. There's some sort of silver and black combination or separation or project. Separate, or, or maybe and then there's, there's one other that I can't think of that involves like that one character that like time travels or something that replaces himself or whatever. Oh. I, I don't remember what it was called. Man, it's been so long since we looked at that list. <laughs> I mean, it was an irrelevant list. Like, it was, yeah, they're like, "Hey, here's six movies we're working on." <laughs> but if they jackpot. actually, if they actually <laughs> cast uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson as Craven, it sounds like this one's actually moving forward. Um, yep. Again, not who I would have thought, but I, 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 I'm excited for it. I, I like him as an actor. So yeah, yeah. So this is, uh, this is good. This is big for him. Maybe who knows. <laughs> yeah i don't know but uh sticking so we're, he'll join the roster of people who have portrayed two different superheroes that is true he moves from the good universe granted he's not a superhero bad universe. but <laughs> uh super character super individual super individual yeah That's he's good at hunting the horror uh <laughs> uh, uh we're finally on our last story. And by story, I mean uh, a teaser trailer uh, for Marvel's Eternals. Yeah, it's a big one. Um, this, how many times have you watched this? These this two minutes? More than I thought I would have. More than the Shang-Chi one. I'm in double digits at this point. Really? Okay, mine's not that high. Mine's like yeah. six. I So I started watching it over and over because you pointed out, uh, we were talking about this, and you were like, what's up with the characters with glowing eyes? I'm like, I I didn't see that at all, to be honest. (laughs) Yes, this is the most important part of this teaser. No, I think it's important (laughs) finding the small details. Um, Also, you you brought that up, and I was like, I didn't see that. So I watched it again, didn't see it. I watched it a second time, (laughs) trying to find the eyes, didn't see it. I don't know how you managed to see that. I sent you a screenshot, man. (laughs) I caught the frame. Uh, <laughs> I did not notice. Yeah, I caught that on my first watch, and it kind of fell into the realm of the Army of the Dead blue eyes thing, where I was like, I don't think that was actually there. <laughs> um, Maybe and the like astigmatism or something, man. You got. <laughs> I'm seeing glowing eyes everywhere, man. What's going yeah, on? What would you've done if I just be like, there's, there's nothing wrong. With <laughs> I send you a screenshot, <laughs> and you're like, that looks fine. Yeah. Uh, about. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but yeah, I, I caught it on the first watch and I was like, oh, that looks weird. I guess I'll come back to that. And then my second watch, I just like, I forgot to look for it, but I still saw it and just didn't think anything of it. Um, And and then I think I Googled it and didn't find anything. <laughs> and so then when you started talking about it, I, I questioned you and then you said you didn't know about it either. And I was like, okay, I am crazy. Cool. <laughs> That's great. Um. So what do you think the the glowing eyes are now that you they exist in your mind? <laughs> I think a character. I, okay, I think a lot of this. So I'm, I'll touch back on this or remind me because if I just forget what I'm talking about. At okay. All times. Uh, so I think what this movie is going to be, at least when we first see them arrive, it's like they are the change that as humans changes us from like hunter gatherer to agrarian civilization. <laughs> right. Look at the egos on them. 
Uh, and then they give us a civilization. And if we're going off of our history, that would probably be Byblos. Uh, mm -hmm. Like, which is like the oldest known civilization, like actual. Well, so what year is Byblos? Like eight, like 9,000 years ago. So, 9,000 BC or one of those. It's either, it's either well, 9,000 BC is not 9,000. Okay. I know one of, I know no. there's a 2000 year difference. I know yeah. that. I just don't remember what I read in that one. I'm trying to remember bit. what the quotes they're saying. Cause I remember they were very adamant. I don't remember if they're saying this is a story that spans 7,000 years, I which think it, means it's going to be, cause we see, but that means that we should be looking at like 5,000 BC, right? The only thing I'm, the only reason I'm saying against that is because it, my one argument against that is we were not hunter gatherers 5,000 years ago. We were well into like, right. the civilization. But like, where they landed, those people were hunter gatherers. It's possible, but it looks like. Like maybe they landed where what becomes Babylon and like they land 4,000 years even before it becomes Babylon. It's possible. It just seemed very much like these people had stone tools. They were they were hunter gatherers, yeah, and then sure. we and then one of the characters I don't know who is like walking through, like touching like the leaves, the the, the plants that they've been growing. Yeah, and there's like very much spawns that, water or something. Right, right, right. They help these people. These are gods, um, basically. Yeah, um, and it feels like, it, which is dumb because then uh, you told me the character Ajax, I think. It yeah. has this like line like we we watch yeah, so ever interfering. I think for like uh, almost the entire trailer, Salma Hayek, who is playing the gender bent version of Ajak, um, the leader of the Eternals, I believe. Um and basically she's talking throughout the whole thing. And yeah, she says that line that's so strange to me because it completely contradicts everything we're seeing on the screen. Not even what we're seeing. If uh, I, <laughs> I one of my one of my rewatch watches was just listening to her. And uh -huh. the previous like line like there's like a break but and then at the end of the break she says, We were supposed to watch never or whatever it was. But never interfering break, until now. Yeah, before that break. It was talking about we gave them this, we gave them this, we built them, right. Whatever. It's like, do you not consider then, that interfering? And then she paused. It was like we watched never interfere. It's like you literally changed an entire species. Maybe I mean maybe those lines of dialogue. Maybe they're like actually from the movie and they're not delivered in that order. I hope like not, like maybe maybe at the very beginning they're like hey, we weren't supposed to interfere, but hey, let's give them some water for their plants and they can start farming. Um, but like, and then later she says much later in the movie, she goes, we gave them this, we gave them <laughs> rattling. Oh, yeah, Maybe she's saying it to the black knight to be when he's like, who the heck are you guys? <laughs> uh, but I was going to get to those eyes, but I, I think it is, is because later on we see, I, I think it does span several thousands of years because I, I, we see what I believe is the crusades uh, yeah we also see the fall of rome too. i didn't catch and the I, crusades in there but i, I do think the, the fall of rome's in there yeah uh and then i, I believe we also see mount vesuvius around, mm -hmm. uh taking up pompeii and i and then there's something and i don't know my uh i believe it's chinese history that well but i, I believe that's what we, we saw that briefly and so i think what happens because mm. in each of the individuals whether it be the crusades the fall of rome we see these Eternals, or at least one of them, use their abilities to save someone, to like protect humanity. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the interfering that they're talking about. It's like they're they're supposed to not interfere, but like one <laughs> always goes off and does something to like um, 
like someone during the fall of Rome rescued this this child, and people saw it was like that's strange. You sh- humans can't do that, or like it, it feels like yeah, maybe interfering throughout history. Maybe it's but, the awareness of them though. Like, maybe. And so then, so they're allowed to kind of interfere just as long as nobody knows. Right. And this is the first time they're making themselves apparent. And I think that scene with like the, the blue eyes is a, one of the characters saving an individual or saving a group of people uh, by hypnotizing a group of people. Oh, I don't think they're being saved. <laughs> it's it's possibly not. But I think I, they're being zombified. Be, and I that think that's part of the villain. I think that I think the villain is supposed to be one of them. Yep. which is Gilgamesh. I believe okay, it's supposed to, supposed to be the villain. Yep. And it would make sense if we go to Babylon then. There you go. Look at me accidentally making points. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and so I think he might be able to zombify people and. Okay. That would make sense. But it's like those people are very clearly not Babylonians, right? Like they've got guns. <laughs> right. right time has um, passed <laughs> time has passed <laughs> uh but i mean depending on like the, the lore you you look into for gilgamesh he's in some of the stories he was like immortal some stories he was like the, the first eternals human. are kind of immortal some, so. some of them he was like the first human ah, uh, some, some was uh that he's just absolutely immortal and just lives forever so like he built this incredibly long kingdom because he just yeah. lived that long so I think it'd be interesting to see the logic around the the interfering. <laughs> right, right. Um, Every single one of them's interfering. They, they all have this rule that, like, okay, no one interfere. They're like, they all swear by it, and then each of them goes off and does something separately. <laughs> and then at the towards the end, they're like, all right, we're actually going to interfere. And someone's like, if I could confess something, <laughs> yes. I actually saved someone in Pompeii. And then someone else goes, and they're like, what? How could you? And then the next person's like. And I actually gave e- Egypt water. Oh. <laughs> um, and then the next person's like, man, that's ridiculous. And then they're like, and I gave a knife to someone. <laughs> I gave bronze tools to someone. <laughs> and then they're like, oh my gosh, that's horrible. And soon enough, they've all done something. <laughs> right, right. That'd be funny. But yeah, this is a... Uh... This teaser has made me more interested in this movie than I was expecting. Uh, because and I still think that if there's going to be a, uh, an upcoming Marvel movie that, that doesn't do as well, doesn't perform as well, it's going to be this one. Yeah. Uh, but seeing this teaser definitely made me more excited for it. Yeah, I'm with you for sure. Um, the The tone that was captured in this teaser... Um, and we'll have to see because maybe maybe it's a little bit like the Tomorrow War that we don't know a whole lot from the teaser, and we'll have to learn more from the the real trailer, the full trailer. But the tone that this teaser set up is something that I'm really excited about. That it seems to be taking itself very seriously, um, and I think that's good, especially when you're dealing with you know gods <laughs> i kind of wish um, we and influencing an entire species advancement i kind of wish we didn't get the like basically the epilogue of this teaser which is the, yeah. them all sitting at the, the dinner table or whatever and sprite makes the thing alone now, now that captain rogers and, and uh iron man are dead who's gonna lead the avengers uh placing it after endgame but 
we we had a discussion. Um, <laughs> but one of my favorite stories of the Eternals involves them having amnesia and not knowing that they are immortal. They're just living lives as normal Ooh, humans. So maybe that's how it ends. Maybe and, they can. Maybe someone wipes them or something. But and then like the events of Endgame happen, and that's why they weren't involved in it and Infinity War, I guess. So like in twenty fifth, in let's even go before the Avengers. In twenty ten, they get wiped, basically, as the Avengers are just starting to take hold, and then they're just following all the Avengers, similar to the way we follow them, basically. <laughs> because um, they don't know they I, have powers they don't know they're special they don't know and then they have that discussion at the end that's like just a casual dinner topic in that universe i guess um maybe i don't know but i, I definitely think that like that's one of my favorite stories of the eternals so i, I would love to see that either create another amnesia storyline <laughs> that uh eventually they either wake up to or like either either at the end of the movie they fall into that stupor or whatever, whether they, they, that Nisha. And then later we can tell that story. But I feel like, mm-hmm. I feel like it would be better if they had already had amnesia. And I think that would probably answer some of the fans questions. Cause every time a new hero g- story gets told, it's like, where were they during this? Uh, well, that's that, the problem, that's- right? It's cause like, if, if you introduce like daredevil, people are going to be like, yeah, where was he? But like, is it going to, that's not game changing. <laughs> Uh, the Eternals uh, are, would be pretty game changing, right? Captain Marvel, Eternals—they those are game changing yeah, elements. Yeah, and so like the internet's blowing up right now with where where were the Eternals during like the events of Avengers Endgame? Uh, if they had amnesia and didn't know that they were a yeah. mortal, uh, I don't know. We'll see. Here we go again. <laughs> they also have the the one word title. Yay. Uh, that's fine. At least it's not like one of their names. It's not one of their names. It's the group name. Yeah, it's that's Avengers. that's much better. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I don't know. Where, where... Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I'm way more excited after seeing this than I was. This is like my least anticipated of the superhero things that have been announced from Marvel. Yeah. But seeing this, wow, I was stunned. Like you said, I, I was rewatching it. Multiple times. I think I've seen it more than the Shang-Chi one. Uh, if I'm Shang-Chi being honest. Twice, maybe yeah. Times. And so. I need, I do need to go back and watch that one though. Cause I feel like there's more that, that trailer that I missed, but. For sure. Um, but. I, yeah, I, I was surprised and pleasantly so. So. Yep. Uh, I, I hope, I hope it's as good as the teaser made it look to be. <laughs> um, I'm not going to lie, though. The first 10 seconds, though, I was like, is this just cut from her Oscar winning movie, Nomadland? <laughs> I was like, this looks very similar to that trailer. <laughs> um, just pulling bits and pieces out of just like, wind like, blowing and people staring off it, into the beach or whatever. <laughs> like, right. I was like, is this the same movie? Is this a real teaser? Or, <laughs> um, And then it was very real and get to see all those very talented actors dressed up as goofy superheroes. I'm, I am curious though, because if this is going to be a typical movie, it's probably going to be between two and a half to three hours. Sure. Wait, well, two, two to two and a half hours. Two, okay, fine. Two to two and a half hours. Uh, if that's the case. I think there's only three exceptions to the time limit. 
how, Civil War uh, and the last Infinity War and Endgame. Uh, how I'm I'm just curious how much time is going to be spent in each era. Right, right. Because I assume that the majority of the story, I think there's going to be certain. We're gonna like pause in the time jump forward to like we'll be in, in a certain time, time like era uh or a certain period of time where we're gonna have like the the eternals come back up and like talk so we'll see them we'll see them during like the rome whatever they'll have a, a dispute maybe one of them is the reason for vesuvius erupting. i don't i don't really know but I, I feel like as as time goes by there's going to be meetups and be like yes didn't influence us whatsoever detonates volcano <laughs> But it would be interesting because if if that is the case, then maybe as the years go by, we can actually see Gilgamesh potentially get if if he's the villain get like more and more severe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I don't know, but but like it'd be an interesting thing to. But if that happens, though, that the worry is, um, just the the runtime. How much time are they going to spend in each little era? Because right, but I think you got a good. I, I think you have a really interesting point with Gilgamesh, though, because like he could start out completely on an equal playing field right, right. He, he, with the rest with, of them with the rest of the eternals. He, and then over the course like of 6,000 years, he really falls in his like, and may no, I'm not even going to go there. Cause that'd be dumb. But uh, <laughs> I was going to say, maybe his fall is that he wants to be more involved, but then they all get more involved after right. they fight him. So that would be a stupid thing to fight over. Um, they fight him and then they're okay with, um, <laughs> uh, although I guess that would be interesting if like they fight him, kill him. And then they were like, Oh shoot, he was right. We should be involved. <laughs> Whoops. Um, wish we didn't kill our brother. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Um, I'm not sure how much time we're going to spend in each era. Cause yeah, you expect, especially when you're casting Kit Harrington as the black Knight, you expect that the black Knight to be a more modern character. Yes. Um, and so is he only in 10 minutes of the movie in the epilogue? Does he just meet them after their memories wiped? Um, or is he a big part of the movie and actually like a whole hour and a half of this movie is in semi-modern times? I, I that's in this millennium. <laughs> that is going to be my guess is that it's most of the film is going to be like we'll probably get thirty minutes maybe like leading up to to present day. Yeah, I um, think that's reasonable. Where where that's enough time to do a few like time skipping montages, but also stop at certain eras and. and have the family get get together every 500 years. Yeah, if I could introduce the idea of something I do not want this movie to do, which is, okay, so at the very beginning, they meet the Black Knight in modern times. And then all of the flashbacks are them telling their story. I was just thinking yeah. <laughs> uh, a little bit ago, because uh, the very first thing we see in the trailer is their ship arrive. Yeah, and I was just thinking, what if that's like the end of the movie? <laughs> what if that's <laughs> the end of the movie is we get to see their their first actions here on Earth? There's a way to tell it that's like that could be interesting, like in a Tenet kind of way, where you just tell it out of order or some near yeah. memento, but like to be okay. like narrating your own story 
just just show us the story, man. <laughs> like, yeah. um, like I guess that I feel like the only way you could really do it is like the way Wonder Woman does it, where it opens where like, hey, I remember that story, and then it's the entire movie <laughs> is yeah, that and, story. We don't cut back until the very end. And like, she's just like caressing the photo, and she's like, "Yep, that was nice." Put it right. <laughs> like that's, I think, a fine way to do it. If you go, "Oh, we're remembering this moment," or "We're telling you this story." But like you can't go back and forth multiple times, man. You just can't. That's oh, it's it's miserable. I I'm not a fan. How oh how long was the flashback in Wonder Woman? Uh, you know, like two the hours, whole movie, two hours, yeah. twenty minutes. Right, necessary flashback. <laughs> <laughs> you do not have a movie without it. Right, right. <laughs> That's the one. I'll give. I'll give you one. <laughs> yeah. Like if you do it like that, that's fine. If you do it like Artemis Fowl, where we keep cutting back to the narration to remind us that this is being narrated, it's horrible. That was horrible. On top of it being a horrible movie, it is a horrible medium. Yeah, it's unfortunate because that could be a good series, but it was a great movie. So, <laughs> and on that note. Do you have any final thoughts on Eternals? I know you got a lot of work to do tonight. I do. Um, I'm interested in this movie more from like a history perspective, but <laughs> I love history. I love like ancient peoples and, and whatnot. And so I think this is interesting because I'm curious what they affect. Like if we're taking like the MCU's history as like, you know, our, our human history. I'm curious what the Eternals did and messed with to, to change well, it, to get it from our own. Well, that's the thing is I feel like it's going to be what you've been speculating about Loki, which is that it's not going to be a deviation from our own. It's going to be the reason for our own. Like, fair, fair. like, Oh, why did Vesuvius erupt? Because of them. It's yeah. not like in our universe, Vesuvius didn't erupt. No, it did. Right. This no, is this is the fair. why. I think I think um, that's what, no, I think and not necessarily something like that, but like that's what I meant to say. You just worded it better. But like, okay, humans invented farming in our universe, yes, and they invented farming in the MCU as well because of the Eternals. Because of the Eternals, they are the why. Um, I was thinking about that because um, with the timeline, like I don't think it'll be said, a. I don't think it'll be a deviation from right, what right. we know about history. If they just they just pushed history forward faster. Other than them like maybe being prominent members of history, like maybe Gilgamesh is Gilgamesh, like kind right. of thing. Um, which like, yes, that's different. Our Gilgamesh was presumably not an eternal. <laughs> right. I suppose I can't prove it one way or another, but I'll go out on a limb. <laughs> How dare you? Yeah. Dare you make an assumption without any valid claims? Right. Um, but yeah, I think that's that's my end. I, I I'm excited for this movie from like a historical standpoint. Um, other than that, I, it's still the movie that I most expect to fail. <laughs> okay. Sure. Yeah. Well, we'll have to see. I think less so now. Uh, definitely. But uh, again, all the other movies that we've heard about, I don't. I. I I'm not going into Doctor Strange 2 being like, this movie might fail. Right. This movie. You're right. 
the, the I, I'll say the one that I think is closest to it is probably Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantumania. I don't think so, because I'm gonna say it. I'll be the one to say it. Ant Man and Ant Man and the Wasp. It's a low bar. <laughs> now I think the first Ant Man is is a tremendous film. Um, and I think Ant-Man and the Wasp is enjoyable, but I, I think it's it's a very flawed film. I, I think it's not very exciting. Um, it's pretty dull in my mind. But and so from that perspective, like if you just meet Ant-Man and the Wasp with Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, and yeah, that's a win. Like, <laughs> sure, it wasn't worse. So great. <laughs> so I yeah. feel like it's a low bar for that. For, I, I think some of these newer projects ha- have harder jobs because it's like, remember, an Ant-Man movie still has Ant-Man in it. So it's going to be hard for that to be like really bad, you know? Right. Watch <laughs> Ant-Man for Paul Rudd. Exactly. So like it's going gonna, it's gonna to be hard to complain about that. Like mm-hmm. Baskin Robbins always finds out. Like, sure, they always find out. They... <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't think Ant-Man. I, I'm kind of leaning toward... I didn't think it would be, but I'm now, after seeing the teaser of Shang-Chi, I think I think it'd still be good, but now I've been laid doubt. Okay. <laughs> it, it's like, but the teasers of Shang-Chi and Eternals did the opposite things for me. Is Shang-Chi <laughs> gave me doubt that it was going to... I thought for sure it'd be a great movie, and then it in, sowed in doubt, and then Eternals the teaser sewed in success, great success <laughs> into my that, mind. That's fair. That's fair. Um, but we'll have to wait and see. They're, they're a long ways out. Um, or I guess Eternals is Shang-Chi is like two months. Yeah. Um, we still need Black Widow. <laughs> Black Widow. It's coming out next uh, month. But yeah, that's probably where we're going to continue. Continue. Where we're going to continue the show for another three nice hours <laughs> on this telethon. <laughs> um, I, I need some tea for that. <laughs> yeah. I'm tired. Uh, a catheter. <laughs> <laughs> just, just tea straight into the veins. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, we're going to go ahead and conclude the show here. Uh, thanks for listening to us. This Saturday, we're doing Bad Batch episode five. Five. Um, on noon Eastern time on twitch.tv slash unanimous indecision. Also next Wednesday, I have no idea what the movie is. Oh, that's right. Something very exciting. Um, assuming I'm correct. Let me just double check. Oh, it might be a two-parter to be honest. Might be a two-parter this week. Cruella is coming out. Um, hybrid release, Disney plus premium access also in theaters. The other movie that I'm super excited for is a quiet place too. Um, very excited for this sequel. Just watched the first one handful of weeks ago, and I loved that movie. I thought it was done really well. Um, what already one of my favorite horror movies. <laughs> um, so I'm excited for the sequel. Uh, and uh, but yeah, so possibly two parter next week. Definitely, we'll see a quiet place too. We'll try to get around to seeing Cruella. Um, get that disney nostalgia uh there yeah that's next week wednesday 6 p.m eastern time hopefully we start on time we'll find out um it's always <laughs> up in the air with our schedules uh but we will try definitely we'll be on wednesday though 
anyways, thanks for listening to us. Ian Rismondo, you read those news articles like a beautiful I, angel. I read them. You also found more than I found, and I thought I, I found a lot. So I was like, yeah, this is enough. And then <laughs> you said no. Uh, I said no, man. Thanks. I, I mean, I thought there were some pretty good ones. Though. I found uh, some, some For sure. Ones. Definitely. Um, and I'm Joshua Troop. Busy name sensation. We'll catch you next time.